Welcome to Upstage Downstage with him, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle. And him, Stephen Reed, typically seated in the cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked, and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat, and, and let's raise, raise that, that curtain. On today's episode, we'll be discussing Lemons, 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 Lemons. Richard. That's me. Saw this production at the Harold Pinter Theatre on the 24th of January 2023. Starring Jenna Coleman and Aidan Turner, this bold and brilliant play from Sam Steiner is directed by Josie Rourke and is a tender and funny rom-com about what we say, how we say it and what happens when we can't say anything anymore. But first, Richard's post-show opinion. A worrying look at how modern day life could be. So with all that said, Richard... Set the scene. Set the scene. So, Richard, here we are in the recording studio, which is my dining room at the moment, and we're it's going to recording yes, studio. and we're going to be discussing lemons, 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 lemons. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> well, you are because you went to see it and I didn't. First of all, first of all, I want to yep. ask why can't they just stick with lemons? I think the premise of it is when you actually see the production, it's all about the use of language and the fact that it is part of... If you think in the sense of a George Orwell book or a 1984-style production, it's all those productions where it's looking at a political system controlling speech and every word they have is vital. So this the, the whole lemons, 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 lemons is part of the production where basically they have a restriction on how many words they can use per day and they feel like they've got to use everything up. So there was a point in the production where they had to use all their... Lemons their, up. Their, yeah, their lemons up, basically, because they didn't want to waste them. Oh, OK. But, I'll, you know, there's, there's more to yeah. it than just that. That's not just... That's that's the really loose, loose base of, of where it comes from. Ooh. <laughs> right. Talking about loose. Yeah set the scene okay i'm not implying that you're loose at all um so when you walk in when when you're in the actual auditorium the auditorium (laughs) let's go there (laughs) oh dear we're already starting in the actual setup of the production what it looked like was a projection of every item you would see in somebody's property or house it's very it was lit in such a way that you couldn't actually tell if this was real or not because there was a gauze up at the back of the stage which basically you've got a very bare stage a carpet that was a circular carpet on stage and it was surrounded by a what circular like. carpet yes on the floor the, the what would be the circle like a big circular rug basically oh okay so the whole production was done on this big circular rug so that was the the main acting space shall we say so what was it just like a furry when we said when we used to record just a thin them, like a, a, short pile carpet carpet his mat yeah did it do every did it do other things as well no it just it was just just stuck down all the time yeah it stuck down all the time just to give an acting space okay Um, but what it was surrounded by was i would say floor to sort of stage height bookcases or what would look like bookcases of all items that were in somebody's house so basically what you were seeing is a a typical couple's sort of personal belongings what it actually transpired to be they were actually real items but the way they'd lit it it all looked like projections because all the the bookcases were lit in such a way that it hidden away it just gave that little bit of intrigue while you were sat there trying to work it out a little bit like a magic eye where you were looking a bit deeper into the stage to try and work out you know everything there was even car parts in there and there was things that like the top part of a bed or there was little like kitchen equipment and things like that and this was quite clever because it 
gave a little bit of look into the personality of the couple based on their personal belongings, I think, and that was that was the opening. So do you of... take any symbolism from out of Yeah, that, I think it? well the when when you got deeper into the production you realised why they did it because it's it shows that this is everything that makes up the couple and then with the twist on the actual language breakdown and the things that started happening in the production, you realise that it's all about that and they're surrounded by their belongings and I think that was that was key. So it wasn't like a, a collector, like a hoarder. It no. was just basically you're saying, like if someone was to break up and they had like sp- split their things into yeah. boxes, it's what they've collected over yeah. a, it was a, a, a time period together. It was almost like your Haynes manual or you'd... you'd like the diagram you'd see of like the dissecting of like say a car or a I don't know like a building where they'd broken it down into all the bits that make up that relationship almost and that's all laid out oh, like in a front blueprint. of it. Yeah, blueprint. Yeah, yeah. That's where I was going with that. But yeah, so it's, it feels like it's the blueprint for that product, that couple really. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but actually, there were real items. They weren't just a projection. Because at first, when you it played with your eyes a little bit, because the way oh, they'd done of it, because of the gauze, because of the gauze, it would t- put a bit of distance between the items. So you sort of couldn't work out until actually people they they actually were on stage that actually it was real and and it was used as part of that. So oh, that was interesting. Clever, clever. And there was just one doorway entrance into the stage, just to and that was the only entrance that was used. For the production, really. So, so, was there anything else with in terms of the set? What did yeah. they bring anything else on? What actually the, was the was also hidden behind within these bookcases was um, series of LED strip lights and things that were hidden within to create rooms and spaces using the sort of joins in the bookcases. So, so when there was action happening at certain parts portions of the stage, they'd only light when the production started they'd only light a certain area so say when they're in the kitchen they'd just light the kitchen objects up and then when they were in the bedroom they'd light up the bedroom parts of the stage yeah so, so looking at the picture you've got now and i can see like a bedstead yes yeah there so so when so they were in different the, rooms so around could the actors actually go up and no. into that performance no it was so just, so the, just, just highlighting the, just the, highlighting the, the, the spaces oh. so it's quite clever in that way that it moved you around their their sort of living and what they were doing just by doing things like that and i thought that was quite clever there were certain items on stage that could be used so some of the lower bookcases were actually accessible so there was a certain Certain times when a few there wasn't many props used in this, but the the only ones that were used were were taken from certain bookcase at the bottom levels, really. So it was just cleverly done, and it was subtle, but it was actually quite a lot of stuff and quite a big set. But it was almost there for effect and view than than used and utilized all the time. I see. Okay. I've used that word. Well, sometimes you have to. Yes, it's a word that's uh, worth using. Right then, so there's a set. Yeah. How was the directing and uh, the writing with this? Because this was a new play, was it? Yeah, it was a new play and it is very much fixed in the... If you think 1984, you think Animal Farm, It's it was about a political system changing something in everyday life that then restricts and controls couples, real-life situations, people. So what the whole premise of this was that everybody in the country was restricted to only using 140 words a day. So and that was including all conversations with their, pair, their families, their partners, and it was a way to control speech. how much speech, basically. So it was, you know, you, you can look at control in other ways, right, through taxes or through... You other zones. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah it's, it's, it's all those way, sort of things. It? It's, yeah. a, it's like all those ways of of control this was almost like an extreme view of 
how language can be controlled. Well, to... it is being controlled, and it's yes. being changed right now, isn't it, with and, various uh, things And it was on. fascinating, because what you saw at the opening of the production, so this goes into the writing, you saw the before and the build-up to that actually happening. So you... You saw people, you saw basically Jenna Coleman and Aidan Turner were in a relationship at the point of the opening of the production. But what we saw was we went back to when they first met and how they interacted and how they became the couple they are. And then ultimately to the end of the production. So this didn't have an interval. So this production was a straight through production. It was an hour and a half with no, no break. And in a way, I can see why they did it, because you wouldn't want to stop and start this production because mm. of the intensity that it built up, built, built up to almost. You see them interacting normally, like nothing's happening, but then almost discussing how it's going to affect them. And Jenna Coleman's character was a solicitor in the production. Bernadette, was played by Jenna Coleman, was the legal representative and lawyer. So she, she was involved in the court systems and also the where they were bringing in the rules. And Oliver, Aiden played Turner. by Aidan Turner, he was almost your, I'd say, eco-warrior, very anti any of these rules, very affected by a rule change of this nature and also saw the reality in what this was aiming to do was to control speech and control language so that people couldn't actually have a say or have an input in in real life almost because what actually transpired throughout the production was that the government were free to use as many words as possible even within their buildings and with everywhere else what what transpired is that they they were allowed to use as much speech as possible because it was seen that the government were allowed to do this but the general public couldn't and well that sounds about right doesn't it they're gonna want yeah. to make speeches when they're having their cheese and wine yeah and of course but and, and, it was, and it was quite relevant in the sense of yeah. it was it was topical because you could see that there's that struggle but also what happened was bernadette actually became part of that machine because she worked in the legal system it was decided that the courtroom they were allowed to use more words in the courtroom because they were either representing the government or representing some Somebody, but the person standing for the crime or standing for conviction wasn't allowed to use any more words mm. but the person who was the solicitor or the the legal person was allowed to use as many words as possible so it was it was it's really intricately written in the sense of there was disparity between a an elite group yes. of people and the general sheep of the, the nation and i think that was what it was showing that it also showed that when the couple were back at home after one representing somebody, you know, when she was representing Bernadette was going out, being in the courtroom system. She still had to conform back at home with the 140 words. So even though in the courtroom, the minute those doors shut, she still was interacting with her partner, could, yeah. could not use more words. And it was very interesting to see the dynamic because it got to the point where they almost came up with joint words or code words where they they said one word to each other. So say if they were happy or sad, they wouldn't talk about it, but they'd just say happy, they'd say sad, they'd say like individual things that talk so many more things than just by using one word. But it showed that there was a breakdown in communication almost because it tested their relationship, basically. How were these... Uh laws enforced how could someone control how many words it was done with counters was... and things and what you saw on stage as well sorry i didn't really discuss that but there was also you saw every time they were getting close to their words light streams would go out of the uh, through the through the bookcases or they'd be 
counters so they knew that they were very close to the end and they'd, they'd be you know it'd be very obvious that they were they were running out and then they one had to stop talking even if they were mid-argument and the other one had to mm. carry on you know to use their quota because they felt like they had to and it is what were the consequences of reaching uh, zero words what would happen if they went over those words that's where you got the punishments and ended up within the courtroom system and and what up... happens then you get fined Prison, yeah what? there was well there was they were basically going down the route of prime fined and imprisoned and and those those premises you didn't you, you sort of but what what was the reason for monitoring people's speech so a lot of the things that's going on now, you know, trying to restrict people's movements, all for the sake of uh, the climate crisis. Bearing in mind the elites can travel around in private jets. So the reason to restrict these movements currently is uh, net zero. So I'm just wondering. I mean, believe what you want about net zero if you want, but what's the reason behind lack of speech? Do we produce more gases or something every time we open our gobs? What? What happens if air's coming out the other end? What happens then? <laughs> Is it counted? I suppose really they discussed that it was a a law that was brought in and they and they adhered to it in a way because of Bernadette being in the political system, the the courtroom system. So it's more like an accept that they've got to do it. So maybe I, I suppose they didn't really explore into depth the consequences. It was just almost mm. an accepted. So it was just a given that this is what the situation is. And... Yeah, I mean it was more for and against. I'd say because Aidan was the for? activist. Because of the... For, the, for shutting up. Well, it's seat. crazy. I mean, I think it was more... What I mean is by for and against is it was the struggle of, of Bernadette's character who to have her money and have her wage living in that society, in that world, she had, to, to go, she had to go along with it because of that was her job. Yeah. And you've got the activist's view because... So it's very balanced in the way they looked at it, in a way, because... Yeah, so the a, freedom fighters wanting freedom of speech Yeah, and, and was protesting against yeah. the, the sort of the laws and you got to see that he got distracted by friends or potential people that were, say, committed to that fight. So there was a bit of a struggle within the relationship because of that draw away from the relationship because there was other people that believed in what he believed in. Yeah. So you got, even though you never saw any of these characters on stage, they were very much talk. You could see what was happening because they were discussing other things outside the space that were painting the picture of, like, he potentially could have gone off with somebody else. Were there voiceovers of other artists or, or what? As in, he, he could have been in a relationship with somebody else who believed the same way that he did. Yeah, all these people who believed it, did yeah. you, were their characters off stage delivering lines? No, 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 it's just he was talking about coming home from, a, from, okay. from, back from, from protesting or this that and the while she was at work and even in the protest he used some of his words up so when he got home the quota had gone and even even though you know they were they were conforming to so a point did the cast just feature the uh, it was just it was Gen- just oh, okay. it was just jenna jenna coleman and aiden turner so it was literally two hander oh, okay. so so that's why it was it was cleverly done and it was quite intense because it didn't stop throughout there was no let up really and i think that helped because what you saw was almost the breakdown of the relationship because communication became harder and harder between the two because well, it sounds like it was more restricted yeah it was more restricted but it was it was almost to show the effects of what happens in this this process you know what when so, when the, when they were so used to interacting talking to each other and being part of that 
that it, it came to an end really in a way right at the end you saw you saw what, what do you think perhaps aim. the reason was to prevent people from disagreeing yeah. with each other and to all follow the same narrative yeah, or it, it was it was it was basically somebody's come up with an idea that that it's it's almost it's the control it's the it's a way to restrict people having ideas or thoughts apart from the elite so it was mm. another way of doing that by restricting speech even if you had ideas you'd always run out of characters or words to convey those ideas but the elite could deliver any idea they wanted really and i think that was that was what its ultimate aim was showing. Yeah, very interesting. It's, it's, yeah, it's got a lot. Of, you know, it's quite it's quite deep. I mean, it was I enjoyed it because it was just a different type of theatre, and and I think that that sometimes it challenged. It was really watchable, and I didn't feel myself not wanting to watch it till the end. And I think that was that was key. So, what about the direction? Was it with it only being two actors on stage and well on the rug? Oh yeah. <laughs> Basically, and rolling uh, around rather than on a log. Yeah, so how did that manage to work to keep everyone engaged? I think they used the space really well, and the way it was directed was almost it's like clap off we go, that's we're on. It was like the the lights went down, they were on stage, they, they just appeared on stage almost, and and used and that like was a very, of smoke. Yeah, it could have been, <laughs> but I think it was more the fact that it felt like. It was very definite, even though there were scenes within it. Was there a romantic scene on the rug then? They, yeah, they, they were very much a, a couple at the start of the production. You could tell there was love there. Yeah. And you felt like they'd worked on the relationship of the two of them together. And I mean, we're talking of two actors that have done a lot of TV, they've done a lot of theatre themselves, and they've done a lot of things, but this is something that can be, it sort of strips them bare in the sense of, didn't get naked, but um, <laughs> it strips them bare in the sense of, it's, there's nobody of else to support them, there's nobody else, it's them too, and that's it, totally reliant. And It's a different version of a play, that is, that's melons, that's, melons, melons, melons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, aubergines, 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 aubergines. Right. Well, exactly. Um, I just think that the... <laughs> oh, dear. Where did we go with that one? Carry on. It's got to be done. I think the scenes, even though they were very definite, there was no scene changes, as it were, apart from the odd lighting change or the room space changing with the lights on stage in the bookcases and the strips of light oh, yeah. around. Did, did you say um, anything came onto the set, like a, a desk or... Not uh, really. No, there was no, there was no big furniture pieces brought on all they did was so they were just stood about on a rug yeah but then there was why have the rug at all then it was because there was just a black stage anyway so it was just to show the the sort of center point of the stage really i think that but the rug was literally you can just on the on the image that i'll be putting on social media basically it was the it was just the the center part of the stage it looks like it's lit but it's actually a a center rug <laughs> a centre rug, and rather I mean, than when, a, rather than a rug centre where you go to get all. Your I mean, the big from. reveal almost at the end. What you actually end up seeing by the end of the production is a, mo- a rug monster. When the relationship falls to pieces and they start to distance and drift away from each other, in a way, what you actually see is that the bookcases actually slowly start to disappear into the fly tower so they they disappear off stage they all rise out of the way 
and what you actually see is well books contains words and they're not allowed to have all definitely the words. but what you also see is in the background then there's there's floating objects behind this across right into the distance of the darkness of like their their life just literally spread and scattered around behind just before they end the production so it's like it's just to show that what can happen in this process so in a way the pr- production's quite simple in its conception mm. because it's one theme and but, but it's what happens within that and i think it was directed well and it was directed in a way that you you did focus on them that you didn't you didn't get boarding there was no scene changes where you were waiting for sound effects or this that and the other they were very much very quick into the next scenes but it was done with slight sound effects or slight bits that just that just took you to that that space or you knew that it was a next scene or another you know but it was it was very much always on so you knew that they were they're just moving from one scene to the next really so the transitions were slick yes definitely Moving on to our next segment, as we say we're here Here for for the the drama. drama. So you have discovered, well you haven't discovered at all, No. discussed, you have discussed the two leads, Jenna and Aidan. What were their performances like? I thought they were really good and they, they you could tell they'd committed to the production and the relationship worked. I do feel that there was a lot of work they were comfortable in each other's space and I think that's important for something where it's very exposing for two actors to not have anybody else to rely on apart from each other. Yeah. And and I think that was important with this production to actually see that because I think that it wouldn't have worked. It, it wouldn't have had the same level of intensity or you could tell that when they were upset with each other or they were in love with each other you could see the differences you could see the the moments that they'd worked on together to create that that feeling and i think that was important because you can live you know some people if they are at a level where they are performers or actors in tv and and films and things that they almost rely on that and Whereas when you do it every night on stage, you've got to keep that level up every time. You've got to hit that mark every time. And I think it's important that they showed this. And that, that's what I got from this. They, they they were very, very committed. Well, they're actors, darling. Well, yes, I know they are. But we have seen other actors who have got high standing not be standing very high at all. <laughs> so, Do you I, think they've worked together before? I'm not sure, to be honest. It gave me the impression that they may have crossed paths at points, and even if it might have been in the in the rehearsal room floors, or they know each other outside of this, it wouldn't surprise me. Because rehearsal it, room floors. Well, you know, <laughs> that's a bit dodgy, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. If you happen to know if they've uh, worked together before, drop us a comment. Yeah, definitely. Let us know because I'm all agog. Quite often we forget about the costumes. Yeah. Now, because you've seen it and I haven't, is it set in the present day or future? So what would the... the I'd say set like? more present day, as in it was, I think, from, from recollection. To be fair, it's very much a comfortable production in the sense of costume. It was... Slippers and dressing gowns. Well, they were in socks for the whole production. There was no Hence shoes. the rug. I was going to ask so, that with the rug you know, being on, did they have Yeah, any? so it was, it was almost, if you'd watched... Oh, so the, was she working from home then, this solicitor then? Generally. Was everyone locked down? Generally, but she'd never really... You'd, you'd, she talked about when she'd been to court, but 
but you never saw her leave to court because she was always it was always in the home space that they were discussing uh, these things. So not only were the speech restricted, their movement was as well. Yes. So everyone's just staying in their little Apart pod. Apart from when you saw them dip away where they did the dip. scenes where they first met at other locations where oh, they were just reenacting it. Yeah, they, but yeah. they weren't actually... There were only little short scenes where they were talking about their relationship and how it formed or whatever. They were, they'd replay that part of their meeting and things like that. But it was nothing big where it was a definite different location up in the sense of, you know... Did they have shoes on when they replayed those scenes? They were just, no, they were just doing it in the same setting, so... What about the props? It wasn't much, many? They didn't really use a lot of props. They used the odd thing on stages in... They'd use a few items that were close to them, but other than that, everything else was pretty much left. They, They just did it with physical movements rather than... I must admit, it seems quite intriguing mm. to have a play last for an hour and a half with no interval, with just two actors, and to literally have next with no set or props and yeah. be very minimalist, yet have quite a pictorial background. Yeah, definitely. And I think that... So that'd be interesting co- to go and see. There was quite a lot of confidence tour. within it as a production mm. because... It sounds it. It's, it's a risk because if they don't use all those things, can they? Can it stand up on its own and can it be a production and can ah, people watch it? Do you, you think know? that's why it was given the extravagant title? Uh, potentially. Be- because it's it, eye-catching, isn't it? Yeah. In a way, it's like, well, why so many lemons? Is well, it exactly. Sour? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, you're intrigued as to why it is called that. And I think as a new piece of writing, it's actually quite confident to do it as a one-act piece because initially when I sat there, I didn't actually realise it was a one-act piece until I got in there. And I was like, oh, okay. So Where the ice creams? Good. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no mid show prosecco. No hot <laughs> Exactly. Other ice creams are available. <laughs> but yeah. I, I just think, you know, there's, there's times when as a production you've got to make it a confident piece. And I think that's what this was. And I think that, you and know, that was some, all down to the actors. Yeah. Well. And I can, I can see that some may think it's a little bit of a Marmite production in the sense of if, if you don't go along with it and get the, the premise of it, it may baffle or you might not get it the same than other people. Well, maybe if people were concentrating, they'd understand it. Exactly, yeah. Mm. Moving on to our next segment, as we say... What the, the tech, tech is, is this? this? Go on then, Richard. Talk about the technical aspects of this production. I want to know, did anything go wrong? Did anything inspire you? Nothing went wrong. Oh. Um, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, from the inspirational point of view, I did like the clean, the cleanness of the production in the sense of the lighting and the sound, as in I did like the the space-changing lights around the bookmark bookcases because you didn't see that when you walked in. You didn't see any hint of that. space changing lights yeah so like the 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 edges of the bookcases became different room sizes and different room shapes so you almost felt like the walls were falling and in that on was you done because, by led lights yeah so it's in within the bookcases and the book the the edges of the bookcases and the shelves they'd all got led strips hidden within the actual actual bookcases so yeah so you felt like the room size was changing because what would happen is most of the bookcases would dim and you'd just be left with a portion of the actual bookcase to show we're, we're in that area, area or that's the bit we're doing or that's the next part. Or So it was it was quite clever in its concept. Yeah. So basically you, you felt like you were moving around even though the set was fixed. Mm-hmm. It felt like, you know, and even losing the 
that where they were losing the characters or they were they were coming to their limits, the lights would go up almost like a barometer. Like, yeah, but like barometer, but also like the sound bars on a on a yeah music desk where you see them going up and down. It was that sort of feeling. So I you see them go up and down here. Yeah, it's because I'm talking too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking too loud, but you know, but yeah, so it had that feeling of it was subtle, but it it just worked. I think, and that was the key thing. It didn't detract from the production. I suppose those um, the lighting that go up in uh, notches that also indicates um, tension and yes. panic. You know uh, how much is left. Yeah, like like a battery bar yeah. in a way. And almost like there, there was, um, if, if I remember right, there was a scene where the from right at the top of the bookcases, the base line of the the line of the LEDs kept moving down. There's the there's that piece was happening and you felt like the, the ceiling was caving in almost like the pressure was getting intense and I think a bit like pointless yeah it felt like it felt like that sort of level of like there's there's a lot of weight on their shoulders and I think that that helped you know it helped progress the production and make you feel like you were with it, it visually seems as though it was utilized yeah to give a time frame yes yeah definitely well. it was to make things tighter and uh, urgency and, yes and the pressure is on yeah and that's, i think that's what it's yeah. coming across as yeah and that that's really useful with something like this so yeah i, I just thought it was done really well it wasn't thr- nothing was thrown away i didn't feel like any technical elements were thrown away and now it's time for rewind rewatch so which part of this play would you see again i think because of the language and the performance as a whole i'd actually watch it again as a, as a whole, because it was hard to pick out a certain scene. A whole because, lemon. Yeah, a whole lemon. lemon. Not lemon. half a lemon, 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 <laughs> lemon. I think this would be a production that you'd watch again and take other parts from it, because there was so much to take in watching mm. it once that watching it again, I think, would, would help. Yeah. Moving on to our final segment, as we say... Call this a show! So, to summarise then, Richard, on lemons, 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 what did you think of it overall? Now you've been and seen. I really enjoyed it and I would encourage anybody who values theatre and different types of theatre to go and watch it. Watch it. Go and wash it. Watch it. Wash, wash it. that watch lemon. It, watch. watch that lemon good. Wash that lemon good. That dirty lemon. Dirty lemon. I'll gladly go and see it. When can I expect the ticket to come through my post? It's on in Manchester at the moment. Is it? Yeah, it's moved. That one in Manchester. I bet it's due up soon. But it's... it's touring. Oh, select well, A select run. We'll go and see it and then we'll discuss it again. So Richard, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being a lovely lemon pie and 1 being a sour lemon, what's it going to be? I would give this an 8 out of 10 and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. So what sound effect will you be choosing from the following? A complete train wreck? Tumbleweed? An audible shrug of the shoulders? Uh A slow clap? A pleasant applause? Or a standing ovation. What will it be? I give it a standing ovation because it was a lot of hard work and it worked really well. So there we are. That's our discussion, or rather, Richard's discussion of lemons, 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 lemons. We hope you found it insightful. If not, entertaining. Coming up over the next few episodes, we will be continuing Richard's solo trip to the West End with Sylvia and My Sons Are Queer. 
If you'd like to get in touch, email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. You can always join in the chat to share with us your views of a production. Also, make sure to follow, share, like and subscribe to all our channels so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. Downstage.